Jeremy Showtime Grimes of Studio 22, and I'm... Line! Line! You're on the Three Count Podcast. And you're listening to the Three Count Podcast. to another great edition of the three count podcast now entering the ring i'm your host for today i am gonna be the host i am the host now clifford red dog miller and let's go down this beautiful roster introducing first he is my co-host for today because i'm always his co-host he is the man he is the man who doesn't do shit he doesn't run shit he just talks shit Give it up for my best friend, Chaz, the icon, or the Don, Evans. I'd like to thank the sidewalks uh, for keeping me off the streets. Terrible times out here. Got a revolutionary war part two going on. Everybody can get locked and loaded. Chitty, chitty, bang. Letter every day. Uh, always happy to be here. He's going to be so pissed when he hears this. He is. He totally is when I just totally stole all his shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, this is now entering the ring, and we always have someone on the show. Let's give it up. I met this man on TikTok. You can see all of his action figures in all of his videos, but not only that, he is an amazing wrestler. I did love his spot where he decided to put someone on a guardrail and then eat the popcorn out of a fan's hands. Give it up for the man himself, Willie Finesse. Yo, yo, yo. I love the intros. The intros is fire. <laughs> yo, man. So how are you doing, man? Yeah, I'm good, man. We just uh just working, man. Quarantine's messing wrestling up, but I learned one thing I've always learned is even when you don't got nothing to do, you make something to do. So I just started taking over time. I'm trying to take over TikTok and social media. So <laughs> that's what we own. I'll be honest, man. Like, as soon as we got – so I started pro training uh, back in January, and then quarantine happened. And Chaz and I were like, hey, man, we already have this this show. So we have a show called The Three Count Podcast where we just – it's literally like Skip and Shannon, man. We just bullshit, and we just argue. But we have two other people on the show, so we argue about wrestling all the time. And then, um, then we we just started interviewing wrestlers, and, like, I think you're number 40 now. <laughs> like, and we started in May. So we've had, like, we've had a few people come on the show, man. But you yourself, man, um, it's going to be weird to say this, but you're the third person that we've had on that just, like, their collection is – all over the place. <laughs> like we can, see, we can see it. Facts. Yeah, it's wild in here. It's wild in here. I tell you that it's wild. But it, so, the first question we always like to start off with is, who is Willie Finesse? The fun part. Listen, this is the great. The fun part about me answering this question is, I'm the fun part is I'm me. Is I'm literally what they see is like what they may see in the TikTok videos, what they see in wrestling. It's really actually me, but it's just me to the highest max that I can be from, you know, my attitude wise and like everything that I do is just me, naturally me, but turned up in a level. Bad. Like, That's always here, man. That's always the best kind of characters. It's the ones that I get love, turned oh, up. I love to Chaz is like that too. He's turned up to like a billion. Every single time I talk to him, I'm just like, I can't tell him to turn it down because I can't yeah, no, be Literally Mojo Raleigh stole my gimmick before you know my gimmick was a thing like 
the hype when he was like the hype guy. He was like, I don't get hype, I stay hype. Yeah, that was me at like birth. <laughs> so are you a wrestler too? Oh uh, yeah, I I started pro training as well. Uh, I think what not like a month after or two. No, like a month yeah. or two after Cliff. But yeah, yep. Can't wait to see y'all. Y'all gonna be in the ring. Y'all gonna be. Y'all gonna be there. Y'all gonna be there. Yeah. Yes. I was gonna say I debuted I debuted at C3W uh earlier this month. So if right. you go to C3W live, you can actually see my match there. And then it's on, uh, it's on YouTube? Yep. I'll, and I'll, actually I'll, and when this interview comes out, like it'll be like two, three months past. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be like because <laughs> uh, my because uh, I'm making my debut the eighth. I mean is it the eighth? Is that August, the day I yeah, August I keep the, I've told somebody the seventh, and I was like, "Wait, that doesn't sound right." But yeah, no, at SCWA. So I'm proud of y'all, man. Listen, I want to tell you this though. It's, this is so telling you right now. I don't care how many times you go pee before the match. You're always going to have to pee before the match. I don't care. Oh, I feel. I, I, it's I, I believe be that. Cra- I believe that. Can I ask y'all a question? Look, screw this. Yeah, I want to take over. I want to ask you the question. Since you already debuted, how did you debut? How, how was, like, how how was it booked? How, how did it happen? How did it turn out for you? So the great thing about Chaz and I is um, our good friend, uh, Sicken, right? Uh, we train with him every week since now that Phase Zero got lifted and we're on Phase One. Uh, we've been training, like, every every weekend. We're so. not on Phase One. We're definitely in, like, Phase Two. Well, we are now. We're, like, now. But not oh, we've been start. in Phase Two for, like, a month. Whatever. Anyway, so when we got out of, we finally got to be able to get to places where we could wrestle. Um, but since we'd been training beforehand, then we got shut down. We, we work with Nick, um, and he kind of – he booked us on the shows, man. So when I when I got booked on the show – uh, it was a person that I already knew. I'd been I'd been working with him for a long time. So uh, not, now we're breaking kayfabe about all of this. Uh, big trouble, Ben Bishop. He's a good friend of mine. Actually, he was just in Tennessee uh, last week uh, wrestling for a show over there. So he was uh, actually our first guest too. He was our first guest. Um, yeah. So uh, it was just like I don't know. It's really easy. And then that's the story going into it was um, like I got I'm a my character is a hired hired gun, so I'm just a mercenary, and uh, yes, yeah, so that's what we went with. And I got contra- contacted to take him out, and he's seven foot, you know, and fifteen percent of a metric ton. So it just it didn't work out like I thought it was gonna work. Out. <laughs> Intel was off. That's what it was. Intel was a little off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, yeah. it was fun, man. It was a great you time. The dude. American government. That's what it is. Yeah, I like <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> but what's cool too is that you know guys like C3W, um, it, it, they came back and they're like, hey, we want you to come back and, and work more shows with us. So that's that was the cooler part for me was like, yeah, my 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 trainer got me in. He's definitely he's the man himself. Um, and if you go on, Sicken is uh is is world known for his mega blocks. That's like what that's like his thing. Um, but he's a great wrestler. He's a great teacher, a great mentor, and he got me booked on the show. And from there. Uh, the guys are able to see, like, you know, like, even though I only had one match, like, I have a lot of potential in me, even though I'm 35 years old. <laughs> but, I'm 33. I, I get it. I'm 33. No, I mean, I just started at 35, though. I mean, how long have you been doing this? Two years. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, you got two years on me, but, you know. Well, what it, actually, so, you wrestling, I've, been, I've trained for a year and a half, too, prior to that. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you got to feel where I'm coming from. You know, like, you 
even though you're green, you're like the old head, and you're just like, damn. Yeah. This really <laughs> because when I used to see, when I used to watch wrestling, bro, even as a uh, kid, when I used to watch it, when I knew I fell in love with it, I always loved it. But when I knew, like everybody can say they uh, they love their wrestling their whole life, because I did. But I knew when I fell in love with it. I knew the moment. So, you know, even when then I used to study it all the time. Like I would be like, okay. Jeff Hardy lands like this every time he does this one time bomb. And I just started to pay attention. Like, there's, I, I paid attention to the four ways to bump, how they would grab the ropes and then use the other hand when they hit the rope. I used to just pay attention to all mm-hmm. that. So the first time I ever got to train, bruh, I, 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 I had not out there personally because I'm not going to never be like that cocky in front of nobody. But so everybody's got a little cockiness in them. I don't care who you are. <laughs> but. When it was time to do the bumps and we was training, I was like, oh, I'm going to turn this shit up. I'm going to impress thee. And that's what I did because I like, I was like that. Just like that, I already had, I felt like I knew what I was going to do. Chaz, push, Chaz pushed me over a guy, and that's how I learned how to take my first bump. I did. I did. <laughs> they were like, hey, Chaz. And they're like, they're like, yeah. And they're like, hey, just push Cliff over. And I was like, huh? And then, blow. That's all it took. And I took um, my first bump, and I was it like... It was funny. I used, you said that, and I'm like, wait, what, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, wait, no. I did do that. I yeah, did. It was, it was definitely you. Yeah. Um, I've seen that a bunch with the people who scared, who don't like to take the back bump, right? That's a, so, so they'll just have somebody just, hey, just push them over. It's how you do yeah. it. <laughs> I love doing back bumps. Yeah, that's like the one thing like, I, I love hitting. Um, so one question I do have for you, though, man, is uh, like, speaking of bumps, what is the worst bump you've ever taken? See, my, listen, my problem in wrestling, and this is my problem, and I'm man enough to admit that, is I have, like, it's a thing in me to make every match that I'm in, the like, a real wrestling match. It's real looking, so, but the worst bump, so every time I call something stupid, every time a bump is bad happens to me, or you see it on TikTok, I called it. So trust me, I called it. Nobody's like, hey, I'm going to. But that uh, suplex to the floor, oh my god, straight wood floor was <laughs> the worst, was the absolute worst. And then what made it worse is all the, I posted on my TikTok, it's got like 300,000 views or something crazy on it. And all the kids on there are like, oh, that didn't hurt, that scripted. That I'm like, are y'all kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> A suplex to the floor, literally, but that was Probably the worst again. bump ever. Like I swear, like I had a belt on in the because I wore the like the the pants, the tight pants, you know, the tights. But I wore a yeah. belt with it because so, I just made thought it looked cool. It snapped my whole belt off. That's how much the impact. It snapped my whole belt. <laughs> I saw that video. I thought about it too. I was like, my man took all the years off his bump card with that. <laughs> I still feel it now. I'm like not even joking. I still feel that bump. I swear to you. <laughs> Well, since we're on the topic of worst things, right? So, yeah. what's your worst match so far? Oh God, it was uh, <laughs> it was okay. The third match since I debuted, because my debut match was perfect. I was like, I, I nailed that. That's that's funny because we every every person will be asked about their debut match. That's their answer most more than likely is their their debut. So you're like the first debut person match. to say like, yeah, no, my debut went perfect. That's actually interesting. No, oh, they said it went wrong? Yeah, a lot of people yeah. say their debut match was like no, either, either their worst my debut or like it was, was terrible. Perfect. I, they, I was a fan the whole time. Then uh, the guy who became me and him became tag team of the year, tag team partners and all that. After my first match, well, dude, the uh, bat, the heel, he drugged me during the match. 
Nobody even knew that it was going to happen. Grab me by my dreads, sling me over the barricade, started beating the shit out of me, right? People really thought this was as real as possible. And we we sold it. And, and then uh, they broke us up, broke us up, broke us up. I, I, you know, I got to do the light skin nigga shit. I done threw my, uh, <laughs> threw my uh, shirt off everything so I get the grip. <laughs> All that little bullshit. I knew what I was doing. Then they booked the match for the night. Dude called me out. He was like, I'm tired of y'all fans. So he was like a fan. He was tired of all the fans. So he took it out on me. So I represented the fans that night. And I, me and him had the most picture-perfect match that night. I promise you. Like, I'll never forget. It was crazy. And I won. So, you know. <laughs> my, my debut was everything. All right, so then tell me about this third match that happened because if that was your worst oh, match, I want to know. Third, oh, all right. <laughs> they booked us. They booked – all right, because after the first match, me, the next match, me and my tag team partner became tag team. So we won that match. Then it was me and my partner and a dude named Tyler Hawkins versus they had a – there was a stable that was called The Regime, which is uh, – we we do intergender wrestling. So there was a girl, uh, mm-hmm. Lizzie Six, Jake Bravado, my homie, and then uh, this dude named Corlin Moore, Trash. All the way around, trash. Uh, <laughs> we, the match was just a clusterfuck. It was just like people couldn't remember their spots. It just looked goofy. People uh, were they were calling some of the weirdest spots for a six man tag match. It was like, oh, it was the worst match I was ever a part of. And it's not saying that I, I, I probably could have played a role in it too, but I'm just gonna say that was my the worst match I've ever been a part of in my life. Oh man. That's weird because you would think that six-man tag matches, like, low-key would be, like, the easiest things to do because it's, like, less spots for you to do and even less, like, bumps to take. <laughs> less work, period. <laughs> less work. <laughs> no, that was, it was rough, bro. No, it was rough. I went to the back, and I knew. Like, I knew. I knew then. After being in three matches, I knew. As much as the fans were still cheering for me and everything, I, I knew that that match sucked. I knew. <laughs> <laughs> so then tell me um, – What's been the hardest you've ever been hit? Oh, hardest I've ever been hit. I was in Paducah, Kentucky, and um, I was uh, I, once again. I saw everything correlates into. That's how you know I'm not lying. I like to make everything look as real as possible. Me and the dude, funny, is the same dude that I debuted against, and this was like sometime last year, like December. So this wasn't too long ago. He, um, we, me and him had a match, and. He was about to stomp on me like on the – he was in the heat, and he was stomping on me on the side. He was like, hey, protect your head because he's about to stomp you. Protect your head. <laughs> I didn't even do it. And he started stomping me, and I like – it stopped me into a coma. I'm not a coma, but it stopped me into a straight concussion. I didn't even remember that match or nothing. My head hurt for like a week straight and everything. And they was telling me like the ways I was acting after that match and everything. I was like, yeah. Like I could feel it. That was probably the worst I ever – like, and that was my fault for being – for not even covering mine, but, you know. Damn, man. <laughs> so you say you're from Kentucky, man. Talk, talk to us about, like, some of the places you like to wrestle at. Um, well, I did used to, where I used to wrestle at, I used to love it, loved it. I was, I'm telling you, I felt like if, if things didn't happen the way it did with the company, I felt like I could have made them, and I'm not saying it'd be selfish or, or cocky, none, but I felt like, at the route that I was taking them to for the two years I stayed loyal to them, I would have made them way more money than I already was because I was already I was already good, but now I was at now I'm at the level I truly in my heart I feel like I'm great. 
I feel like I can go out there. I don't care. You put me out there with James Ellsworth, Joe Schmo. I don't care who I'm in there having a wrestling match with now. I feel like if if something if something was to go wrong, I feel like I got knowledge enough to know how to fix it. I know how to make a bad situation good, and I know I just feel like I'm at that level, like personality wise, everything. But I, uh, I used to love the WWA, but I'm not gonna discredit them as much as we got our beef. WWA was the best place I ever wrestled for ever. He mentioned he mentioned one of our other guests on the show. Yeah, Black Magic. <laughs> no, not him. We're talking about oh. James Ellsworth. <laughs> We're talking about James Ellsworth because we've had James oh. Ellsworth on the show. <laughs> and I'm not discrediting him. I'm just saying it could be the because if anybody looks at James Ellsworth in wrestling, they think he's like a weak guy. Or if they look at, I'll go. I'm telling you, I'll go with the person they think is the weakest wrestler. We're gonna turn it up out there. That's how I feel. Oh, and that's my motivation. I'll be I'll be dead ass like. James Ellsworth comes over. We we train with James. <laughs> like he's I was too. He's super knowledgeable. Yeah, he helps us out all the time. <laughs> so it's just funny, like hearing like like out of all the <laughs> I'm gonna let him know, dude. He's gonna check this episode out. <laughs> um, like of all the people that we that we get to work with, James actually comes up and he's very knowledgeable and he's like he takes an interest in us and then just like works with us on like how to throw a good working strike or, you know, how to take a good bump. You know, I actually, we actually are actually wrapped the match for him and uh, Grimm on Grimm's toy show. So it's just funny. Like of all the people that you could have named though, James Ellsworth was the one that you picked. So I was like, yeah, that's funny. We, <laughs> we've met him a few times. <laughs> I actually like, uh, me and him were like friends on Facebook and stuff like that. Hey, hey to me, listen, I would be James Ellsworth in wrestling any day to be able to say I beat AJ Styles three times. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you say. You feel me? <laughs> hey, man. Anybody with two hands has got a fighting chance. <laughs> hey, that was the slogan for a while, too. That was the okay, I, I have to say this. So I, it's, been, it's been a while, and I haven't said it. So I used to hate James Ellsworth when he was, when he was on WWE. Okay? Me too. I hated him. Legit hated him because one, I'm a I'm a huge AJ Styles fan. I have been an AJ Styles fan since I was like eight years old, and the obsession has just grown and grown and grown. But let me tell you, when he beat AJ Styles three times, when I tell you I almost quit watching WWE, and I was ready to send a, a, a nice little corporate letter, and I'm like, I'm gonna watch Impact if you guys keep having AJ. Yeah, I was so upset. And so when he came on the show, and I was just like. My first initial thought was, this bastard beat AJ Styles. <laughs> the fuck? But yeah, that's funny. Yeah, no, it is funny you mentioned uh, AJ Styles. I'll even, I'll AJ talk Styles, about I mean James Ellsworth. The first, time, the first time I actually got to see James Ellsworth like, in person, um, we were at ACW, so his, his promotion. And he was in a ring with actually another guest that we've had on the show, Michael Zemidio. And he told Michael Zemidio... I beat AJ Styles three times. Yo, without missing a beat, Michael Samidia goes, I beat AJ Styles zero times. I was, yo, I was like, what are we doing? It was ridiculous. It was low-key, like, one of my favorite moments is, like, watching live in, like, a, in a wrestling venue. So I was like, this is, that was a really great conversation between us two. Yo, so talk to us about, like, I man, you've got, thousands of action figures man talks to us about how you 
right before the show, you said you like rotate them through, man. So talk to us about like how you get so many of them. Like, you, uh, one time, all right, let's break K in real life. Let's get real. Let's get real. <laughs> before I became a wrestler, I'm, I'm just gonna keep it flat out. I'm from the hood, and I used to learn a different way. It's not the role model way. I used to learn a way to get money, right? They used to be my, and it used to not be the perfect way. Then once I grew, matured, had a kid, you know what I'm saying, learned, okay, this is the right way. I took my hustle mind frame, then I put it toward wrestling figures. Like I like say I'll buy like some of these wrestling figures, everything comes back if it makes sense. Like uh say I buy say I don't take no figures in here, right? But say I go buy two hundred dollars worth of wrestling figures right now. And then I go host a giveaway for like my TikTok kids. Instagram, adults, whoever, and then I do giveaways and give that stuff out. Most people are gonna be like, "Okay, you just lost all your money right there, right?" But in reality, I just made sixteen thousand TikTok followers. I got a new YouTube loyal fan base. I just made money off my TikTok. I made fifty dollars just live going last night. You know what I mean? And when I do that, like, um, they come back to me. And those are the same people, the same people that I do nice stuff for. Those are the same people that I sell the figure that ain't like I buy tons of extra figures when I buy. So that's how I do. I buy, sell, keep for myself. And then the process goes on. When I get the profit, the profit goes to giveaways and giving out to the kids and the extra stuff. Put it back. Like it, It's just a process of that's how I keep a lot of my figures going. And most of the time it's by most of the time it's by giving them out. It's how I get them back in. It's crazy to say, but that's how I get most of my stuff back in. That's actually really lit, though, man, that you're using your platform to, like, help, like, I don't know, like, grow community, man, especially being a positive influence for, like, children and stuff, man. So, yeah, yeah. big ups to you on that. That's yeah. my favorite thing about ever being a wrestler. I don't care nobody say they can – I've heard – like, I swear, I've heard it so many years of my life. Uh, I've heard wrestling's fake is scripted. Listen, one thing you can't script is – liking a kid's comment on tiktok and they are commenting back oh my god he liked my comment oh my god he liked my comment or going live with them on instagram and just seeing how shy they are because they think just because they think just because they see me wrestling they treat me like i'm a wwe guy they treat me like that they tell me hey you're the best wrestler in the world you're, you're like they tell me that you can't fake. and then they'll tell you like i'm a role model to them they'll tell me you know what i'm saying i'll make their days better if I got to do, if I if I got to go live or play Fortnite with these kids every single day to make them feel like that for me, because like some of these kids are black kids, white kids, straight kids. Some of these kids are gay kids. Some of these kids like feel like they are they're outsiders in this world because a lot of people treat wrestling fans like that. They, they even us grown folks. Tell me how many times y'all watch wrestling and somebody tries to say something bad about it. Probably on y'all TikTok pages, maybe on your YouTube. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to use everything my I mom. can to bring, if I can bring myself <laughs> up, I'm going to bring y'all up. Because y'all can bring these kids up, and these kids can bring these other kids up. We can end racism together. Look, I'm on right now a podcast with a black guy and a white guy who I can tell genuinely love the shit out of each other. And that's what I want the kids to see. You know what I mean? That's it. Like, this is what I want right here. Well, I mean, it's funny, man, because actually it's as wild as it sounds. We always joke, right? So the big joke between me and Chaz, like, I don't, I guess we're going to really break the kayfabe now. I tell everybody, I'm like, I'm Chaz's favorite white friend. 
I do say that. I do. I say that all the time. Oh yeah, I do. I do. I say that all the time. But like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, my my my, my favorite white person. Yeah, Cliff. Yeah, Cliff, my favorite white person. Man, hey, for real though, I want y'all to know this though. No matter what, man, for real. And I'm saying this, and I really mean this. No, with the hot wings. Nobody gets. Nobody gets other. No, it's gotta be hot wings, man. Nobody yes. gets the flavor, man. Come I eat pizza too much. But yeah. listen, anything I can ever do, you got my word, bro. Like if anything, because my goal is to get as popular off TikTok as I can. Because the more popular somebody gets, the more like. Uh, are you on TikTok too, bro? Yeah, uh, I, I am. I, I'm, I'm barely on where, it. Where there's like these certain, they have like famous, all these famous TikTok people, right? Like some girl named Charlie's and Adams. If you got TikTok, they, most people know what I'm talking about. But if those people every day was like, hey, go subscribe to the podcast. Go subscribe to this. Go support. You know what? People are going to go run and do that. You know what I mean? That's facts. Yeah. And if everybody does that for one another, if I could get popular and do that for y'all, y'all could do that for somebody else. Somebody, Everybody can get paid doing the mm-hmm. same thing. Well, that's what they always say, man, is that um, rising tides lift all ships. And I, I really believe that. I really yeah. believe, like, I love supporting. That's like, so the biggest thing that we like with this podcast, too, is that we we have such a uh, large swing span, like a, a large span, right? So we've interviewed people from Vegas. We've interviewed people from Baltimore because that's where we actually are from. Uh, everybody down in Florida. We've reached out to Indiana. We've even gone up as far up as uh, Massachusetts and Connecticut. So we have such a wide span, and we've been able to meet with promoters, uh, other wrestlers, managers. Um, YouTubers. YouTubers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. That was an amazing interview, regardless of what everybody was saying. Um, and we, we've been able to have such, like, a great time just, like, bringing people on, just talking to them, um, male, female, gay, straight. We don't even care. We love everybody. And it's funny you bring that up, right, about especially, like, like we as a wrestling community, right, we, like, we get to this idea that we have to, like, we're in a niche market. And even in our niche market, like, we're so tight-knitted. And it doesn't matter, like, what you are. Because, like, you can see, like, you know, John Cena being in the middle of the ring and half the crowd is saying, you know, we hate Cena and, and half the crowd is saying Cena rocks and we're just like in the middle of like, we just love wrestling fans. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I like the AEW. Chant, Cliff. Yeah, the I, plant, the, the I chant is, let's go Cena, Cena sucks, okay? No, he's gone, okay? He's retired now. Listen, okay? I, had a, I, was, I had a moment. I, will, I have to tell you this for bringing this up. So, I went to see SmackDown when I was in uh, when I was in college in uh, California when they were at the Staples Center, and it was Cena versus AJ Styles, the one before uh, whoever wins uh, going to Elimination Chamber, and I I, I haven't been to a, to a show that that Cena was on in years, and it was just when the, you know the the John Cena sucks when they were singing to his theme song, so I never got to experience that. <laughs> Only got to experience in my house, and it's you know it's kind of weird, you know, you know in your dorm room, you're like, Sir John Cena sucks. And <laughs> so I was in that Staples Center, okay, and I was I was next to uh I was next to these two little kids, and they're going, hey, that song, man, when Cena came out, I'm like John Cena sucks. John, yeah, yeah, like you got to say it right, you got to do the chant right, okay. It's <laughs> Can, can I put this out here since we're all on Cena before we get off Cena, right? As much as I've hated 
your eats, your prayers, and say your vitamins, Hulk Hogan looking ass. As much as I hated him, once he left, I realized how much wrestling needed, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's facts. I oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, that, that that's like, true. I I, I there was time uh, right before WrestleMania this year, I was I, I told I think I said on the podcast, I was like, I miss Cena and I'll probably never say it again. <laughs> But like, yeah, like you, you, I legitimate, I miss John Cena on my TV every week. Me too. <laughs> yeah, Me that was too. wild. Crazy. And then when he came out and like, he was talking about how he wanted to pull over new talent and stuff like that, and like, I was like, he's like, I'm not gonna be at WrestleMania. I was like, oh, so you know what? It's not WrestleMania now. Not realizing that Undertaker was still gonna be at WrestleMania, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then Cena had a match with Bray, and I was like, yo, I'm not gonna lie. Those were my two favorite matches of, like, WrestleMania was the two... Cinematic uh, matches. Cin- cinematic, yeah, the cinematic <laughs> matches. Speaking Mine of which, too. even, like, even, like, yesterday, I went, and I was just telling, so, when people see this, man, it's gonna be way past. You guys will understand what we're talking about. The Swamp Match, right, from Extreme Rules. I, Can you explain I, it? I'm still... Who won? Yeah, who so, won? I don't... I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know if anybody won. <laughs> like, I really don't because the way I understood it, right, and I'm, I bet at some point we can get explained. The way I understood it was, like, Bray, Bray Wyatt, the eater of worlds, died with Braun in the swamp because the fiend killed them both. Killed them both. Because the way I understood it was because Bray Wyatt, like the eater of worlds, when, when Braun was sitting in the chair – Bray told him, I'm trapped inside the Fiend's mind, and I can't get out. And the only way I'm getting out is by beating you. And so at the end, when they're in the swamp, like, as he's trying to get out, he gets pulled back under the water. I just understood it that the Fiend won no matter what. So I was like, all right, cool, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> best analogy I've heard. Best, <laughs> it's like, it's best place to shoot. I have, to, I have to give a lot of shout-outs to Ollie Davis because I wasn't getting that. <laughs> <laughs> shout-outs to Russell Talk for that one. Shout out, yeah, shout-out to Russell Talk. So <laughs> I think it's time for the uh, you know, the 10-count questions. We didn't bullshit it for a good little while here. <laughs> I, was, I, I looked at, I'm looking at I, I, the little clock. I was like, geez, it's been that long already. <laughs> so, all right, Mr. Willie Finesse, it's time for the 10-count questions. Let's go. So, yeah, let me uh, give you the rules real quick. So, I got 10 questions for you. They're very easy and straightforward, okay? You cannot fail. I promise you. We had I asked someone, pick SmackDown or Raw, and they told me pumpkins. <laughs> but when I tell you you can't fail, you cannot fail. All right, so, 10 questions, first thing that comes to your mind. We're going to put the imaginary timer on the clock. Ding! You heard that? You heard that? Yeah. Imaginary timer. Ding! Imagination. Here we go. And first question. Favorite color? Yellow. Batman or Superman? Batman. Yes. Justice League <laughs> or Avengers? Say it again. Justice League or Avengers? Avengers. Favorite food? Steak. If somebody could play you in a movie, who would play you? Uh, 
Chris Chris Tucker. <laughs> Chris Tucker. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I like that one. I, no, I like or, that or Mike Epps. Mike Epps. We're, he's light skinned. Mike Epps. Okay, I, 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 I take the Mike Epps. I take the Mike Epps. Uh, best match you've ever seen? Uh, Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. 25. Was it 25? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. 25 is the greatest WrestleMania match, in my opinion. And I will fight anyone that says otherwise. Um, let's see. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, last time you laughed out loud. Earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. Here we go. One word to describe black magic. Trash. Because <laughs> I, I, I didn't know if you would be able to write... Benedict Arnold, boy, he ain't loyal. He's the reason why I don't work at WWE because he's a weak-ass motherfucker trash. I didn't know if it was one word or not. <laughs> it wasn't, but we'll take it. <laughs> he's the reason. Uh, two more. <laughs> I wasn't. Two more. Uh, last show you binge watch? Uh, Lost. Okay. 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 And last but not least, favorite curse word? Black magic is a weak-ass, pussy-ass bitch. Can't count questions. I wish we had time so I could tell you what he did and why I feel like that. Oh man, that was. <laughs> look, look, long story, long story short, he told me for a week straight. He was my boy, my real brother. He's the reason every figure he got his most expensive stuff. I paid for it. He used to come around my daughter, my girl, and everything, and he was telling me for a week straight that our boss at WWA was shit-talking me, him, and my other dude. And he was telling me for a week straight during this quarantine. And so I quit wrestling for him. And when I brought it to attention, I brought it on Facebook Live. He went and joined the same person that was shit-talking me for a title shot. Oh. That's what he did. I just want to put that out there. And didn't apologize yet, so he's a bitch until I say something. (laughs) Boom. Shots fired. My man said, "My man said, I am no Alexander Hamilton. I'm a straight shooter at this one." <laughs> That's right, and, then, and I bet you didn't get on your podcast and say that I'm the one who introduced him to the boss to get him into wrestling. Me, his homeboy died, and he they wouldn't let him wear a shirt to wrestling. Who wore it out to the ring? And I didn't even know the dude and wore it because I loved him enough. Who y'all think wore the shirt out there? Dang, and I still got the shirt, and he turned his back on me, bro. That's wild. That's wild as shit. But with all the respect, I feel like that's a great talking point to where we're going to end this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So, Willie, do me a favor, man. Shout out all of your social media platforms. Man, y'all want to find me on TikTok at Willie Finesse, my YouTube at Willie Finesse. I have the Willie Finesse fan page. And then on uh, Instagram is the underscore Willie underscore finesse. And then, you know, shout y'all out. We're gonna get y'all, we're gonna put we're gonna boost y'all on my TikTok. We're gonna uh, we're gonna promo y'all. Awesome, y'all. awesome, awesome. We with it, we with it, we'll, we'll definitely we'll take it. Awesome, yep, we'll definitely, we'll definitely take it. But with that being said, though, I am your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, here with the icon, the Don, Chaz Evans, and then now entering the ring. Willie Finesse. So, you guys, keep it locked here. 
Tune into the next episode. Be there or be somewhere else. Hey guys, it's the host of the three count, you know, Chaz Evans here. Make sure to let you know that I don't run shit, I don't do shit, I just talk shit. And uh, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. Um, what else did you do? You should also follow us on all social medias. That's the Facebook at Three Count Podcast, the Instagram at Three Count Pod, and the Twitter at Three Count underscore Pod. Also, if you like us a lot, a lot, you should definitely buy a, a t shirt at prowrestlingtees.com slash Three Count Pod, and that's the number three. Don't be an idiot and type in T H R E E because you're not going to find anything. So make sure you. Follow us at 3CountPod or 3Count underscore pod on Twitter and buy a shirt. Be there or be somewhere else.